Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 10, titled Prancing Queens. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one dance lexic co-host. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say... I'm so fucking happy. Oh, you fucking bitch. <laughs> to Lori Camp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Mama, don't make me put on the dress again. I can't stand the way it opens when I spin. Ribbon bows around my shoulder and I'm only getting older. Mama, don't make me put on the dress again. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Trixie Mattel. <laughs> She's dead now, right? That's She's what dead. She died, actually, which is going to be really sucky for uh, your show. You see, I can say that because you weren't allowed, allowed to announce this on social media that Trixie Mattel's doing your show, but by the time this comes out, it's too late. Who cares if it was announced on social media? You can talk about it. That Trixie Mattel performed at your show. Yes, Trixie Mattel performed at my show. She actually, we're going on tour together. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw me and thought, she's funny. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so um, I wasn't able to talk about it before, but now I can talk about it. Yeah. Because it's past. Yeah, now you can talk about it. Lori's been very tight-lipped about it. Yeah. Oh, and what a, what a great show Trixie Mattel put on. I was there. Uh, After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis was there. The State of Brie was there and her sister... The mate of Brie? That's what she called her boyfriend, the mate of Brie. The state of, uh, what's her sister's name? The state of Teresa? I don't know I'm what the sister's guess. name is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Lori, how are you been? How have you been? Well, before the show, you were you were trying to rub it in my sh- in my face that you have another podcast. She's like, sorry, what were you doing? I was editing my other podcast. No, I just, <laughs> yes, that's what I was trying. I was trying to rub it in your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, my how are you doing, sensitive Sally? I'm doing just fine in insensitive indigo. Hey, listen, so today Lowry Roggenkamp called me today and told me that she uh she didn't have to work today, right? And so mm-hmm. I said, Well, you know it's perfect now. We can uh schedule your um No hydrostatic you uh, didn't say body that. fat. T- what did I do? You just called the number and then had me on the phone. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if I would have told actually if I would have warned you you would have hung up. Once again, uh, by the time you got anyone here, this, this hydrostatic body fat test will have been done. I can't do it. It's actually one of my highlights of the week. Is Tomorrow's a big day. It's Trixie Mattel. You're getting your body fat tested. It's a big day for you, Lori Roddenkamp. Are you excited? I am excited. Mostly it, constipated. You know what's but... so funny is I predict, I know you don't know my numbers, I predict your body fat percentage will be lower than mine. Really? Yeah, I really do. I don't think so. I think it'll be higher. Mm-mm, do not. I do not. Because men and women usually have higher body fat percentages. Yeah, but mm, I don't Although know. Although you're Mexican, so. <laughs> and I don't want to tell you this. I menstruate. <laughs> yeah. People don't At know that. At your butt? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I put the men in menstruation. Uh-huh. So. Oh, that you're the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, but any but any other big news? I mean, Lori, the problem is that you and I talk too often. We we I mean, I I, I want to say what's going on in your life, but I already know your girlfriend got a job. We know yeah. that. Well, uh, can we talk about the fact that you four, five alarm fired me while I was taking a nap, and I woke up and thought that your mom had died, and then it was just that you wanted to know if I could record the episode a little earlier. 
Yeah. We could talk about that. Mm-hmm. That sure, happened today. Well, okay. It, it, I didn't know you were taking a nap because Lori said, you need to give me a time because I am going to be studying for this big test I have to take. Uh, so whatever time you give me, I'll be studying. So in my head, the phone went to voicemail because you were just busy hitting the books. I didn't know I you was, were I was making hay. flashcards mm-hmm. and then I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Uh, well, look. So you text, you called me and then you texted me. I turn on your phone. I need to talk to you. Uh huh. And then. You know uh, what? I'll tell you what, Lori. We're just fighting. And I, like I told you, this is a short episode. I'm not going to just wait. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stretch time like I'm on uh, AJ. We're not fighting. We're having a gentleman's disagreement. This week, the girls tape up their faces to give themselves fake housewife realness and pair up for a dual gender dance challenge. Half the girls can't dance, and the other half can't sew. But in the end, everyone turned out okay. After a difficult deliberation, Katya and Violet were named the winners of the challenge, while Trixie and Ginger were in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Ginger lived to see another day, while Trixie was asked... To sashay away, Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, I I will say I liked the outfits. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought everybody did a good job for the most part. You know, you could obviously tell the people who could sew versus the people who couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, main, namely Ginger Minge. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the outfits were really good. Um, I actually liked the dancing. Not the music. We'll get into that. But I liked the dancing. I thought the dancing was good. But um, I would say the thing I didn't like, if I have to pick a specific thing, like a, a thing, because I have an overarching thing, which is that the whole sh- the whole episode was just like sound and fury signifying nothing. Oh, where it was just her dropping the Shakespearean quotes today. You should have used that on Shakespeare, Laurie. I should have. Um, but it was very, it was just very like, like Ginger Minj was, I'm so nervous. I can't dance. And then goes on to do a good job. And mm-hmm. Pearl was like, I'm so nervous. I can't dance. And then yeah. goes on to do a good job. Yeah, and that, then, yeah. so I just kind of was like, eh, all right. Um, but if I had to pick one thing, it was the music was awful that they were dancing to mm-hmm. who, I mean, I feel like for the most part, if you want to say like, look, the, the group challenges haven't been have been going downhill but they've been ha- they've been putting out good music like they've been doing musicals mm-hmm. so why couldn't they get somebody to do a good music track a dance track so yeah that that was my complaint all right very good uh, look i'm gonna tell you what i liked and what i didn't like here's what i liked this pearl so cute as a boy i oh. forget that right oh you agree or so, no so cute like a justin bieber like question yeah. your sexuality cute yeah 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 next but in the same vein, this is where she drops the very famous co- pearl term that she coined, flase da. Is the first oh, I love that. Yeah, the first time we ever hear flase da. Uh, the other thing I liked was um, I too liked the dance challenge. Of that I think I think, that, I think everyone did fine. Um, uh, yeah, you know that. I mean, there were, and then uh, the thing I didn't like this Carson Cressley. Ugh. Was so bugging me because he had been. You could tell, like, it was like a person who's been to England one time for like a month and then decides now they're an expert in all things England. 
Or me after I learn a bit of science. I'm just going to start being like, well, in actuality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was like, oh, I don't know if that was low enough for a, uh, a tango or something like that. And I was just like, okay. I don't even, I wonder what place Carson came in on Dancing with the Stars. I can't imagine him going very far, do you think? No. Also, we'll get into it, but why was he there? That's the bigger question. I mean, why was he in the coaching part, the choreography part? Yeah, because he, he, he had been nothing. on Dancing with the Stars. He, there was no reason for him to be there. He offered no. He, uh, well, we'll get into it when we get to that part. But yeah, it was. I was like, "There's no reason." Oh, oh okay. uh, Luke, humble Pie says he placed eighth. He placed eighth on Dancing with the Stars. He was acting like, like he, even if you win the thing, I think you have no place to say anything. You know, it's, it's mostly those ballroom dancers who who put it together. Also, it's like these people are learning again. I uh, will get it. Well, when we get to it, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump around. I'm, my goal is not to jump around. Too You're, oh, wow. What a very good goal to have, Lori. I like this goal. Thank you. All right. Let's move on. After Fame's elimination, Violet defends Fame and mourns her departure. Everyone congratulates uh, Ginger Minge on her win. Pearl was surprised by Fame calling her out on the main stage, and the contestants wonder if Violet has anything more to show other than looks. The next day, the girls read the letters Miss Fame left for them right before RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. Now, for today's mini challenge, you'll be serving some rich bitch reality realness. Using clear plastic tape, you need to nip and tuck your mugs to plastic perfection. And then you'll be shooting a stiff and unnatural title sequence for my latest series, The Fake Housewives of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> All right, very good. Lowry Roggenkamp, what were your thoughts here on... Um... Oh, no, we're not, we're not doing a discussion point there. Sorry. So they did some sort of, like, fake Real Housewives uh, mini challenge where they taped their face yeah. up. We'll talk about that in a second. Violet Chachki was named the winner of the challenge, which gave her an advantage when she got to the maxi challenge. Next, RuPaul announced, announced this week's maxi challenge right here. For this week's maxi challenge, you're going to need to prance your padded asses off. Hashtag prancing queens. <laughs> In pairs, you'll dance to mashups like the Tango Vogue, the Charleston Twerk, and the Country Robot. <laughs> and there's just one more little detail. For the first time in Drag Race history, you'll be decked out in half man and half queen drag. All right. Violet Chotsky, um paired everyone up, and she did that as follows. Violet paired herself up with Katya. Ginger and Trixie were paired together, and Kennedy and Pearl were uh, paired together. Laurie, what were your well, let's talk about uh let's talk about everything that happened after when they came in after Fame's elimination. Violet was Violet obviously does not it's not a big Pearl fan, was that a was that, was a big Miss Fame fan, probably because of the fashion sense. What did you think of her defenses of of Miss Fame? What did you think of of what was going on there with Pearl being pissed about Miss Fame calling her out in the runway? What were your thoughts here? Um, you know, for to be honest with you, I thought that it was kind of all manufactured. Mm -hmm. I mean, Violet, I think her art. I mean, she likes she liked Fame, so uh -huh. I think she's gonna feel she's gonna feel frustrated that she left, but. You know, it's like Violet's even said in it, oh, she tried her hardest and some of these people don't even deserve to be here. Yeah. And it was like, well, so what if she tried her hardest? Obviously, it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she was it wasn't the right thing for her mm -hmm. to be on this show. 
she even in, kind of admitted that when she left, yeah. you know, so you could try, I could try my hardest at mm-hmm. ballet. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to be good at it. Yeah. You know? So I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought the argument also we'll get, we'll get to when we get to the letters, but she said something like Miss Fame wrote her letter that Pearl wrote, Miss Fame wrote Pearl a letter mm-hmm. that said something along the lines of like, I love you. I'll see you in New York. So it kind of made it seem like they have a, a relationship. Yeah. Or a friendship, so then it's like, well, then the whole thing was kind of made up. So well, you know, you, just I agree with you first of all, but but just to play devil's advocate here for a second, don't you think that was? But that was, I think, why Pearl was so upset. Was she <laughs> Wait a thought, second. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is happening here? What are you talking about? <laughs> you are talking so nonchalantly. Yeah. If I was doing what you're doing right now, you what? would call it out. What am I doing? What are you talking about? You are talking so nonchalantly, and then you just take out of nowhere from your room a giant like tube and uh-huh. just start poking the the wall with it or the uh-huh. computer. What uh-huh. What were you doing? Okay. What's <clears throat> I just, I just wanted to let you know the whole time he was talking. So nonchalantly uh-huh. was taking a, a giant tube and was punching the wall with it okay. for uh-huh. what appeared to be no reason. All right. So I have blinds, right? Uh-huh. But my short, squat, fat arms from here are too short to reach said blinds, okay? Okay. But since it's nighttime and the lights are on, anyone from the street, anyone I where I am right now, it looks directly into the house behind me. And so they can uh-huh. see everything that I'm doing. And I'm like, you know, I don't want them to see what I'm doing. But the only way I could reach it is I, mean, I took this poster tube that I have right yes. here. And then I use it because it's long enough to close. I'm looking at the camera now. It does look kind of comical. Um, <laughs> you were just like, yeah, so, any, so then they were doing this. And then just like, you know. <laughs> It'd be like if I just took a pencil and started shoving it up my nose. So, anyways, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, I'm just, I think her By the way, she's really shoving Shane. a pencil up her nose. Anyway, back to my point is, I think that's what Pearl was saying, is that she was surprised because she thought that fame was her good Judy, so to speak. And then when they're on the runway, fame, you know, calls her out on, yeah. um, on, the, on the runway. She was sort of, like, surprised by that. But you know what's so funny is I it, when this was when I was watching the the clip from last week and Fame calling her out and Fame saying that she thinks Pearl thinks she's too cool for the show and she doesn't want to be there, you know RuPaul's looking at this and I'm surprised RuPaul didn't. I mean RuPaul, if anybody know? I mean she had it she had it out with Pearl episodes yeah. before. So she yeah, knows she Pearl called out it. Pearl for almost the same exact thing. Exactly, and I think maybe Fame knew that and was and was trying to use that to her advantage, trying to save her own ass. But um, but it seemed to not factor in in the decision at all. So no. I don't even know why it's a debate. RuPaul clearly agrees with Fame that that Fame that Pearl thinks she's too cool for the for the show. But yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So and then going to what did you think of the mini challenge? So I have a question sure. regarding the the note reading, and I I, I don't I'm only going to ask this. I don't want to harp on anything after that. Um, was it racist that Ginger when Kennedy Davenport was reading it and Ginger Minj makes a joke? Oh, you can read. I was like, I don't know if it's this climate or what, but I was definitely when I saw that I go, ooh, that's that's unfortunate. You know, <laughs> I think I know you've gone on in the past before about your hatred of the word articulate. Oh, I hate that. I and the articulate to me is such a non-word. 
Okay. But it's one of these things where you could also mean to say, like, the person chooses words very carefully and is well-spoken and, and speaks in a very, in a very elo- I think often what they mean is eloquent. Okay. And, um, no, what they mean is that they speak in a, a very, in the, in the affectation that they deem to be correct. Okay. And that's not necessarily, I don't want to start the rant again. I'm not here to start the rant. Okay. But what I'm saying though, is you can't, okay. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm just saying, I would never say that to a black person because it's often used as a backhanded compliment to a black person. Okay. I would say it's a backhanded compliment to anybody, but okay. Yes, but yes, in particularly, it's sensitive to to actually yes. anybody, a person of color. It's it, it, yes. It, it uh, highlights to them what a sense of otherness. Okay. Yes, that uh, they're they're speaking that usually the they're they're speaking in a they're we we assume that they speak in a different way. But oh, you're you're actually speaking in the correct yeah, way. Yeah. Oh wow, you can actually you're not you're not like the other people of your race and don't know how to speak or something like that. Or I'm surprised based on who. Yeah. So. I would say I don't I would I'm going to give Ginger Minge the benefit of the doubt but yes. I would say it's something that I would be careful about. I wouldn't necessarily say that to a person of color. No, and 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 I look, I would say I I don't know Ginger Minge from Adam, but I would say like I think if whoever read it, I think Kennedy Davenport was the one who read it first. Mm-hmm. So I think whoever read it first, she was going to say something, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I did kind of, and especially in this climate, I did kind of think, ooh, I don't know. But anyway, so that's that's it. And then, but then I'll go on to say that then um, RuPaul, re, you know, is reading out what's happening, and I could not understand what she was saying to save my life when she was reading out the mini mini challenge. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you still not understand? I mean, it was something about like queen, like being like the the. Real housewives, right? That was something. Yeah, I think that- what the implication was: take this scotch tape, tape your face up so that you look like you had a ton of plastic surgery, and see if you can give me the best, you know, real housewife. You know, making the joke that real housewives have had a ton of plastic surgery. Yeah. If you can look like a real housewife and sell it like you're a real housewife, I think that was what the challenge was. Oh yeah, no. Well, I got it from what they what everybody then says. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but then like somebody was like, oh, we're gonna be dancing, and I was like, how did you get dancing from that? I didn't, I didn't get that part either. Yeah. Um, but I did. I liked. I will say this: if I think if you broke it down, in if you, I think if you put this episode in like as like the second or third episode, I think this would have been one of the better episodes. Oh really? Yeah. But I think because. It's so late in the game, and we're so used to seeing so many group activities, and we're so used to seeing the same things. I think it was just like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I sort of was like, I liked this episode for the most... I liked it way more than I liked last week's episode. Okay. But I definitely was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, but I thought, yeah, I thought everybody did a great job. I mm-hmm. thought the mini challenge was, was funny. Mm-hmm. I liked everybody's... Um, you know, I laughed out loud at several different points. Yeah. And I don't think I've done that this entire I mean, this show hasn't been terrible, but mm-hmm. and when I'm at a home alone, when I'm not with other people, I rarely even if something's funny to me, I rarely mm-hmm. laugh out loud. Yeah. But I laughed out loud at a couple different points. Mm-hmm. And one of them was when uh Ginger Minch says uh, she said something like, the secret to a happy life is being in the good graces of God. <laughs> Just yeah. like stare into the camera. 
That was to me was hilarious. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, it, I, I actually didn't think it was a bad mini challenge. It was kind of fun to see what they could do with the Scotch tape. Uh, I know you don't think you've seen season six, but when Violet called, no, no, when someone called Violet, um, uh, what the fuck is that bitch's name? She was the first. Um, she was the first yes, to go. I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, question. yeah. Why well, can't remember her name? I, I, I use her. I talk about her all the time. Uh, she's an L.A. queen. The, the name that she says, I can't remember what it is. Uh, can you see who was first eliminated on uh, season six? Oh, uh, uh, Kelly Mantle. Kelly Mantle. Mantel says, congratulations, Kelly Mantle. She does look a lot like Kelly Mantle. It is oh, really? Very, yes. Uh, and Kelly Mantle is a queen from season six who was actually supposed to go very far. She's kind of like a legendary L.A. queen, actress, does a lot of stuff. and um, uh, But she got eliminated first. And... Um, uh, that was very, very funny. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see this challenge done again. Uh, but, yeah, all good points made. All right, so then she pair- she does all those pairs. Not much to say there. It wasn't a super dramatic Well, bunch one of thing is, I thought was weird is that they said, Trixie Mattel goes, I don't want to be a partner with Ginger Minge because she can sew. She can't sew and dance, and I can. And it was like, you were literally just her partner. But what's funny is then she says, I don't want to be Ginger Minj's partner because she can't sew and she can't dance. And then she goes, I don't want to be Ginger Minj's partner because I already got outshined by her. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, and then, what, what's the point you're going to make? Okay. Well, then well, we'll get into the whole Ru- and RuPaul's, uh, which once again, I feel like was, I don't understand why RuPaul visited other than just to be passive aggressive towards everybody. <laughs> Like, I was like, RuPaul, are you on your period? Because you're real bitchy right now. I feel, but then if you're noticing that this is, I feel this is the way it is. Then maybe we are seeing the first time RuPaul's bitchy because she, that I, I feel it's kind of how she is. I I think she's kind of lightened up a little bit, but there's this long stretch where she's just super cunty on the table visits. Yeah. Yeah. She did. And even to stuff she agreed with, like she told, didn't she tell Trixie Mattel that she got outshined by Ginger? Oh, yeah. And then when Trixie Mattel agrees with her, she goes, um, okay, well, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Like, doesn't add anything. <laughs> okay, well, let's actually, let's actually get there. In the workroom, Violet doesn't know what the tango is, and Ginger doesn't know how to dance at all. During the table visit with RuPaul, Kennedy reveals she knows how to dance, but never took any classes. Pearl thinks she can dance, but has never learned any choreography. Trixie is worried that she'll be outshined by Ginger yet again, but Ginger doesn't know how to dance at all. Meanwhile, Violet is an aerial performer, but has a problem with rhythm and timing. During the choreography session, Kennedy does a cartwheel, Pearl doesn't know how to twerk, Violet and Katya find the Vogue moves complicated, and Trixie is worried about dropping Ginger Minge. All right. Go to go to town, Laura. You have a lot to say there. Okay. So my well, my first question. Well, oh shoot. I was I had it in my head and then I was gonna Um Oh, oh, here's my first statement. Was that yeah. so Ginger Minj says, I don't know how to dance, you know, her big thing, which okay, that's her thing. Mm-hmm. But then they play it up and then every single time she dances, she does a good job. <laughs> so I would I wish somebody would have been like you're doing a good job. Like, no, like, Carson Cressley, who, fuck that guy. Like, why was he there? <laughs> like, but Lori, he came in eighth place on Dancing with the Stars. There was no reason, unless he's actually doing the choreography, there was no reason for him to be there. Uh-huh. And he had a notepad and was taking notes. Yeah, he was taking it very why? seriously. He was why taking was it he very taking- seriously. It was so weird. 
And and then they had this cut to where they would cut to him and his dance partner doing like side commentary. So they had Carson Cressley doing side commentary. Then they would cut to him and, and the woman who was supposed to be teaching them doing side commentary. It was like, you know, wh- can you guys just help them? Yeah. So also, I feel really bad for that one guy who was supposed to be one of the choreographers because they never called to him. He was just standing on the outside of that dance dance oh, floor. Ta- <laughs> yeah, because there was the one guy that big. I don't know what his name was. Like, yeah. Ernesto! <laughs> yeah. Like, Ernesto, come here and vote for them. Ernesto, come here and twerk for them. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to call the expert Ernesto. You know, it's just like, okay. I don't know if his name was Ernesto. But by the way, I don't know how to twerk. Is there like an actual move you learn how to do? Because like, all they did was say, Ernesto, show them what twerking looks like. Okay, well you... All right. And then he just did the thing where he like claps his hands, and I, and and then until Pearl started dancing, uh, it, until Pearl did the movement in the dance thing, I didn't realize that that wasn't part of twerking. Mm-hmm. I thought that was him helping Pearl twerk, but then I realized that in the dance move, that's her. She's flicking dollar bills at Kennedy. Yeah. She's making it rain. So I thought it was like some weird thing where it was like supposed to help, and it was like no, it's just uh, it's just part of the and it so. Yeah, there's, well, I've watched some videos on twerking. I don't know how to twerk, but I've watched some videos trying to learn. And it's something where you're supposed to like, excuse me, stick out your butt and you're Mm -hmm. supposed, it's essentially just like, um, it's just like popping your back. So you're supposed to be able to like pop your, yeah, you just kind of, you bend your back and then you tilt your hips and then you just sort of pop your back. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody who's listening who twerks and is like, that's actually not at all what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about how pathetic and hilarious it was that Carson Kressley tried to dance? I know. Like, oh, you guys caught us dancing. And it was like... they do. It, it, I've never seen it with a judge. I've never seen it with a judge. But I see that all the time when they do a dancing where you go, oh, you're catching the choreographer's dance. But that's one thing is like, I've never seen it where, yeah, you're right, where like the quote unquote judge who's there, you just caught them dancing. Oh my God, you're so right. It's so weird. It was really weird. And and then he just goes, okay, now I'm going to go to the side and sit in my chair and take notes of you guys dancing. Well, what's funny, if you remember when when that happens, is he is dancing with it. I I believe that was his dance partner. I got the impression from Dancing with the Stars. And he's telling her what, he's telling her what to do when they're dancing. He's like, all right, now come in. You know, he's like, I'm going to look. And you're like, you're telling her, okay, Carson Crestley, you know, um, uh, Dancing with the Stars eighth place contestant. You're gonna tell her what to do. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was ridiculous. And then and then he kept. Uh, I don't know. I just was like, I was over it. But so then I thought they did a pretty good job when I was watching them. Uh-huh. I thought also why, why in the world would they have Trixie Mattel carry Ginger Minch? Yeah, that part was very strange. Or even the same thing with Kennedy and Ginger, where they had Pearl. It, I'm sorry, Pearl and Kennedy, where they have uh, Kennedy hold her like back, and then she wants they want her to do this like, this round thing with her legs. Like, it, first of all, Pearl's taller than Kennedy. Yeah, and Kennedy obviously has the dancing chops to do it. They could have easily done it with, um, uh, Pearl holding Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they could have. Yeah. So, and for, and for everyone listening, unfortunately, you know. I actually was able to squeeze three acts into this one discussion point because not a lot happens. It seems like everyone's pretty competent. There isn't any drama. Um, 
Well, the drama is that everybody is so nervous about failing and about dancing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when we get to, and we'll get to the judging, everybody did a good job. Yeah, everyone did fine. And so, and to the point where they couldn't pick, like they had to go based off of the team and the mm-hmm. dance. And I would even say that I feel like the dancing, it wasn't that, I feel like the music was the reason why Trixie and Ginger were in the bottom. Because that mu- the music for each each one was awful, but the music for that one gave me a headache. Like well, it was awful. Well, not only that, but it's one of these things where if you think about the if you think about Violet and Katya had to do voguing, right? yes, which is, could seem very impressive and not be very difficult. Uh, Pearl and Kennedy had to do what were they doing? Just sort of like twerking, twerking. Oh, twerking, twerking. and yeah. then okay. um, the Charleston. Yeah, yeah, but. Trixie and Ginger's was set up to fail because it was country dancing, right? Yes. With doing the robot. Yes. And it was also very uh, stagnant. So it was like, at least, I feel like at least in the music with the other ones, they tried to make it um, more uh, like flow, you know? Mm -hmm. And whereas with this one, I felt like it was very much like, okay, now we did the country, now quickly, robot. Mm -hmm. And so they had to make... They had to make these very like quick turns, which can come off as comedic, Mm -hmm. which then was their biggest critique that they were being too comedic. And it was like, well, that's not their fault. You give somebody an awkward transition, they're going to and their their comment, their their background is comedy. They're going to try and make the best out of it. And you're giving us the country robot. Yeah. All right, it's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway journey. Ginger was up all night practicing the robot, and Katya is warming up to Violet. A very non-eventful elimination day. So, I, I mean, there's a discussion point here, but is there anything you have to say? Um, I think it was uh, what Katya said. I think it's interesting that everybody who kind of gets close to to Violet is saying that they really like her. Mm-hmm. Um. But then she, her comment is always, "Well, I'm trying to be nicer." So it's mm-hmm. like, "Well, is she is she just being fake, or mm-hmm. is she legit trying to be a you know? Is she mm-hmm. trying?" But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought I I felt bad for Ginger. I felt bad for everybody. I felt bad for all those people because they were like second guessing themselves, yeah. and it just was like they did a good job, you know. Well, I think it's a very it's a very precarious position you're in when you're in the top six top five you know because it's small right you're you're down you're less than half of the contestants and you can see the eye on you you have your eye on the prize like you're almost there you just need to make it to top four top three right and you're almost there but yet you see it's because there's so few contestants left the the eye of Sauron essentially is much more focused on you. You can't hide anymore. So there's no hiding, and yet yeah. you're so close. You know, and yeah, I think exactly. that's, that's why you have, and you don't. You're not aware of this. You'll and and we'll talk about it um, next week, where there's the legendary like fifth place position on RuPaul's Drag Race, where some of the most legendary queens in RuPaul's Drag Race history go home in fifth place. And 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 their go homes people think too soon, you know, yeah. Um, and so uh, so we're gonna see that again next week. And so, um, I I did I did think it was funny because I've been trying to to study for this test, mm-hmm. and there's math in it, and one of the math is ratios. And uh, Trixie Mattel says that 
you know, there's six people here. So you have a one in three shot of being in the bottom. And I was like, literally with a pad and pencil going like, huh? (laughs) And finally figured out. (laughs) I felt like such a loser. I was like, wait, wouldn't it be one? And then it just took me forever. So poor Lowry. All right. Uh, Now it's time for the looks. Uh, the, the category was half man, half queen for this look. Uh, Lori, were there any standout looks for you or anything? Pearl, definitely. Pearl, oh, I thought was a standout. Beautiful, yeah. Um, I I liked Violet too. I would say that I didn't. I wasn't necessarily. I think I would have preferred Violet more if she didn't have that mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked Violet. I. I like Kennedy's too. I thought Kennedy did a good job. I'll be honest with you; they all look pretty good. Per, uh, the only one I didn't, I I didn't really like Ginger's uh, girl dress. I thought it was a little like if it was just if I think it it was one of those things where it worked because it was only going to be half a dress, mm-hmm. but because it was if it had been a full dress, I think she would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought all of them did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right now. Uh, yeah, there were, there's no big, I, I'll say, th- here's what I'll say, actually. I don't know what your opinion is. There are no big knockouts for me, but there's no failure, failures. They're all like a B. Does I would say sense? Pearl. Pearl's a knockout for well, me. But, but just because she's a good looking guy. So as a man, yeah. she's beautiful, right? Yeah. But also as a woman, she's beautiful. But she also did that clever thing when she even calls it that she can't really grow a beard, but she, she had her makeup look like she could grow a beard and that beard looked really yeah. good on her. To the point where I was thinking, I want to learn how to do that because I get like this like splotchy thing. I can't get this my cheek to grow in right. Uh-huh. I, can't, I can't get that straight line. I can get it like basically to where the bottom lip is, but I can't get that top part. I would love to like be able to create the illusion that I could. And you could. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I like Ginger Minj's facial hair too. I like the the difference. I would say the only person who didn't check out for me was Violet. I thought Violet's mustache just was a little off-putting. Okay. But yeah. I think it was because it was obviously fake. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I would say everybody else was a... I w- well, here, I would say probably Pearl's a B plus. Everybody else is just a B. Alright, I'll go with you on that. And that is the looks. Now, Lori, I have here a, 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 a note oh. to talk about. Yes, go ahead. One of the things with looks, and this is an overarching thing, but can we just acknowledge... RuPaul's very underwhelming outfits this entire season, including this episode. Oh, really? I really liked last week's outfit, the one with the afro and stuff like that. The ugly I just, one. I uh, maybe I don't remember that one. I just have not been feeling like she's been bringing it. And this uh, this week, I felt like it was real, kind of like like the skin tight stuff was good, but then she takes that like skirt, and then the only thing is the reveal that it's like a sh- it's like a a different skirt. Like it's I don't like, know oh. if I agree with you. Hold on for a second. Because isn't season seven the one where she has that legendary, um, I, th- I believe it's for Shakespeare. Uh, let me see. RuPaul season seven looks. I want, oh yeah. Um, here's a bunch of them. I don't know if it's all of them. <sighs> okay, let's see here. We'll go back to her look for, for this episode. And she has like a new dress with like shimmer on it. And then it has like a see-through like skirt on there, and then she just takes off the see-through skirt, and everybody acts like she like you know invented the wheel. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's not that great. Okay, hold on for a second. Um, 
Okay, so season one, the the Despy Awards is a legendary look. It's all gold. Um, people like the Prancing Queens ones, actually. I'm looking at it. There's a, there's one where they rank them, actually. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to send you the link in Hangouts, Lori. Okay. Uh, you can see. So well, maybe website. I overarched when I said that it was. Okay, so there, it's in Hangouts. There is a, a website called Drag Official, and they did like a little poll. Um, for ranking of RuPaul season seven looks, number one came in was the Despy Awards. It's a gold look. She's trying to look like an award, and she has like a gold bow. And uh, I've seen that. I think she's actually had that outfit at uh, like on a on a mannequin at um, DragCon. And then, but number two, they have the Prancing Queens look. There, they have the look from there. Number three was the one I was talking about, Divine Inspiration, the one um, where it was the ugly dress and herself on the dress with that white afro. Uh, Born Naked, the one with the breastplate, I don't like that one. That's number four on there. I, I don't like that dress. But the Rue Hollywood Stories one that comes in at number five, that's gorgeous, and her hair looks beautiful. Uh, Shakespeare and whatever, but I know people do like that one. That came in at number six. Glamazonian Airways at number seven, I think she looks fantastic. Number eight, the rest is drag in the red. She looks great. Number nine, oh, that's, uh, Hello Kitty Girls is the next one. And the finale, I remember she looked really, really good. And conjoined queens. Uh, okay, whatever. Snatch game looks fine. Spoof, there it is. Meh. It's about half and half for me. Well, I will say this. Yeah. I just scrolled down to the end because mm-hmm. I was looking at the link. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it gave away who was the winner. How so? Look at number ten, the grand finale. I saw it. Oh, that doesn't give away who the winner is? It's just her talking, standing next to uh, Violet Somebody and another girl in the background. Who's holding a like a baton, which she they is? give to winners. Yeah. Let me go back to there. And it's looking like super shocked, like, oh my god. And it's wearing a medal that says winner. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, let's see, going down. Number 10, you said? Yeah. 10 grand finale. I don't see her holding a baton. What are you talking about? The scepter thing that she's holding. I don't see that in the picture. <sighs> All right. I feel like you're screwing with me, but. Okay. I'm not screwing with you. I don't see that in the scepter. All right. I see Tempest de Jour behind her with a crown. And Jaden, to your fears, to RuPaul's right, our left. Next, Violet Chachki's laughing. Okay. All right. I'll go with you on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What were you saying? Sorry, I cut it. Cut out. I I honestly was looking at the looks, and then I said, "Oh crap!" Mm-hmm. So I didn't hear what you had to say. No, I was just saying only about half of them work for me. I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I just I, I haven't really felt like this season, but I mean, look, <clears throat> she looks amazing. Like I was saying, she looks great. She's she's an uh, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that she's not. You know, she can pull anything off. I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, this is not my favorite. All right, very good. Now, did you know I have a discussion point here for the Prancing Queens challenge itself? I mean, I feel like we talked about it, but uh, did you have anything to say about the actual final performances when they were dancing? I sort of feel like we covered it, but maybe I didn't cover it. Um, for me, the two points were the music was was terrible mm-hmm. for all of them, sure, and I thought that they did a very good job. Okay, very good. 
Uh, on the main stage, the judges have a hard time criticizing the girls. Ultimately, Violet and Katya are named the winners of the challenge, while Trixie and Ginger are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Show Me Love by Robin S. In the end, Ginger Minj was told, Shantae, you stay, while Trixie Mattel was asked again to sashay away. Lori Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? I thought this judges panel mm-hmm. was the first judges panel that I actually like legitimately liked. Oh, really? Why is that? I thought that they I thought that they were it, they were first off I think it was because um Michelle Visage mm-hmm. was positive. Mm-hmm. I think whenever she's negative it has a more negative slant to it. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was very positive. I thought she um I thought RuPaul was positive. I think RuPaul got out all of her bitchiness in the in the um uh visiting the the boudoir or whatever. Um and she was very nice and I thought I thought they were jokey and I thought mm-hmm. they were funny and mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I just I really liked I really liked the the judges panel. Uh-huh. So I wish it was always like this, but it's not. But does Alyssa Milano yeah. do it for you? Were you turned on by her? Um, no, I thought she was very personal. I would say more. I'm more Rachel Harris than Alyssa Milano. But who's Miss Rachel Harris? You know who she is. You've heard of her. She's before? very funny. Yeah, oh, she she's, is. She's done a bunch of stuff. She's just sort of been like a character actress. But she did a show. Oh man, I wish I remember the name of the show. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to look it up. But yeah, she's just she's just um. Uh, she's just she's very funny. She's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I really like her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the she always plays like a really good like kind of bitchy woman. Oh, she does. Yeah. So she was like she was. Um. Now you said you like sort of middle aged frumpy blonde women. Does Rachel? I Harris did not do, say. Does I like Rachel frumpy. Harris? Does Rachel Harris do it for you? Yes, but she's not frumpy. Oh, so you like this? Oh, here's a good one. The woman that played Ethel on I Love Lucy, does she do it for you? Vivian Vance. No, but that's only because I don't think I've seen her personality. She remember Fat Actress with... Uh, um, I don't I don't know, what about Rebel a... Wilson? Does Rebel Wilson do it for you? No. Hmm. But she's not old enough. Also, she's a horrible human being. So um, She's not a horrible Rebel human Wilson, being. Rebel Wilson's a horrible human being. How? She just is. What did she not say hi to you one time? I've never met, I've never, I've never met Rebel Wilson. Well, then how do you know she's a I've horrible heard stories. human being? I've heard stories. Of what? Of how she's a horrible human being. Give an example. No. Okay, great. All right. Another and rumor mill. Any other final thoughts on the episode, Lori Roggenkamp? Um, I mean, here's the thing. I, I liked this episode... But I feel like it just, it had a weird play. It sort of, to me, felt like, um, it felt like Trixie Mattel and Ginger Minge, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, in this competition. It felt like, you know, everybody did a good job. The episode was good, but it just felt like in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that this was the best episode of the season, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that again, I, I I totally see what you're saying with people talking about how they're tired of group games. I'm sick of it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now you, I, so now you're seeing how everyone how now you're getting to where the fans were like, oh my god, every single fucking thing is a group challenge. Yes, and I also feel like um, 
I feel like they're sick of it. I feel like they're the the show. I feel like the show isn't really putting forth a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. I just I kind of feel like it's not. You know, I I feel like it's kind of a little. I just I, I I guess I'm just ready for the end. But I will say this: I think the women, the women, the drag drag performers who are in this, mm-hmm. who are who are going into the top five now, mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. I really like them. And I could see any one of them winning. And I don't think that's what I've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. I mean, can it, I mean, they all offer, I feel like, a, a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, all I right. think uh, I'm excited to see where, where it goes. All right. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. So, for Lori Rockingcamp and myself... Good morning, campers! <laughs> Sashay away until next week. By the way, I don't even know Lori, there's Jeffrey Thunderbear. Okay, I'm heading out. I'm going to leave. He, he needs you to know, needs you to know that he contributed as well. And even though I sent an email telling me to send your name, he didn't send the name. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. Don't joke about that. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I mean, I missed, but like, This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker... Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and her mom, and Jordan Darling. Let me tell you what. Was it my Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Mary, was it worth it? Let me tell you what. My father fucked Marlena Dietrich. I'm actually a pig. I'm a pig trapped in a boy's body. <laughs> <laughs>